as we know, we haven't been able to travel to um, send teams or visit our global workers, and many of them, none of them, <laughs> have been able to come back here too. So having Heather here now is just really exciting for me in the, the, the work that I do. So in John 17, uh, Jesus said, As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you into the world also. And so we have these photos on the back wall here to remind us of that, that God is sending us always um, as followers of his into Saskatoon, right into the neighborhoods where we live, into our country of Canada. Uh, and as a church, we have partnerships with uh, people and churches in Guadalajara, Mexico, and Panama with the Waunan people, and in Turkey. We're developing a partnership there with uh, new believers and churches. And as a church, we also have a relationship with Berlin. So we've added that in just the last year uh, because we were able to send out Heather uh, to the city of Berlin. And so she is, is working and ministering there, and she's going to share with us this morning a little bit about that. And kids, I've got, well, Nathan... <laughs> copied out some photos or a, a picture here of the city of Berlin and I know that on this picture are some places that Heather loves to walk and to visit. Mm. Whenever we have calls, <laughs> Heather's usually walking the city of Berlin while she's talking to me and so it's really cool. She'll tell me where she is. So maybe after you colored this, you can actually go to Heather later and she can point out what some of these special places are to yeah. her, right? Okay. So, and you can also listen. Kids, I want you to listen today, and if there's something really interesting that you hear Heather talk about, about the city of Berlin, or maybe people she's met, or something that she's done, how God has taught her something new, maybe you could just write that down, or ask your mom or dad to write that on the back of your paper, and, and you can share that with her too. Okay? So I want to pray for Heather. Lord God, we thank you for just this beautiful day where we can gather together. And Lord, I want to just lift up Heather to you and thank you for how you've been working in her life over many years. But uh, yeah, we just look forward to hearing what you've been doing in her life through this time while she's trusted you and uh, gone out from Saskatoon and we've been able to send her and, and while she's lived and loved and worked among the people of Berlin. Thank you for her love for you, Jesus, and her love for the people there. And God, help us just to catch a glimpse for what you're doing around the world and that we would lift our eyes to see that and to pray for those things. And uh, Lord, just give Heather peace and um, your Holy Spirit working through her today. And God, we just want to lift up Barb to you this morning too. We pray, Jesus, just your healing over her body. We pray, Jesus, that... Um, God, you would just continue to give her wisdom and direction so that she knows whether she should travel to New Delhi or not. And uh, Father, we just trust that she's in your care, and we pray that you give her just a sense of your comfort and your peace today. So thank you, Jesus, that we can be a part of what you're doing here in our city and all around the world. In your name we pray. Amen. Cool. Thanks, Marianne. I'll put these pictures just at the back, kids, and you can get them. Um, this feels weird. We're all good. Um, cool. Good morning, everybody. Um, yes, as Marianne said, my name is Heather. 
Um, there's a lot of faces here that I recognize, but also some that are new to me. Um, so I'm just going to give a little bit. Um, well, also I was thinking like this is actually the first church service that I've had in English for like almost two years. <laughs> um, so it's very refreshing to be able to understand everything. Um, I have been able to learn German over the last um, little while, and so um, I would say in the church services I attend in Berlin, I can understand maybe 70%. Um, but a few weeks ago, we had a sermon on Job, and I must say I was completely lost. Um, so it's refreshing to be back in English um, and to be able to understand um, and it's, it is, uh, for people who speak more than one language, um, there is always like a, a, you have a heart language that is, is what, um, is, is often how you worship, how you pray. And so for me with English, um, it's, yeah, it's just really nice to be back, um, back here. Um, so to kind of help you understand where, um, where I've come from and how I've gotten here, I just wanted to give kind of a, a sh very short a little timeline um, to give a little bit of backstory. So I've been involved with different kinds of ministries almost my whole life. Um, so as a teenager, was part of youth programs in the town where I grew up. And then when I was in, um, as an older teenager, I started working on staff at Camp Kadish, which I think is familiar to quite a few of you. It's a summer camp up north. Um, and working at Camp Kadish is actually what led me to um, start attending Forest Grove. So at that time, um, there were lots of my friends at Kadish who were going to Forest Grove. Um, I grew up in Langham, which is just north of Saskatoon. And so after I was finished high school, I moved into Saskatoon, started going to Forest Grove, kept working at camp over the summer, and then over the year um, would work and live in Saskatoon and then would volunteer with Forest Grove. So throughout my early 20s, I was a junior high leader, a senior high leader, I helped on the service team, eventually became a young adult leader. Um, so there were quite a few years where I volunteered um, quite a bit with Forest Grove. Um, through camp ministry, I loved camp ministry, um, and it was something really important to me and something that really formed me um, into my adult years and also really impacted my relationship with God. Um, I think there were parts of it too that I was interested of like what else, what other kind of ministries could I maybe be involved with. Um, so missions was, was never really like front and center for me in my early 20s. Um, I went on my first mission trip to Thailand in 2011 with Forest Grove. Um, it was a super good experience. And then a few, few years later, I joined the missions mobilization team. Is it still called that? Okay, yeah the missions mobilization team at Forest Grove. And then through that, through that team, I heard first account stories from missionaries who were home on leave um, and just hearing about the ministries that they were a part of in their countries where they were serving was so encouraging to me to see, okay, God, like I have gifts that could be used in these ways. And, and I just wanted to be more open 
maybe camp ministry isn't what I would do for my whole life. Maybe there were other opportunities as well. Um, so um, in 2015, I went to Panama and it was really amazing to see how the partnership that Forest Grove has with Panama has really impacted the community in that area. And um, not only has it impacted our church as Forest Grove, but it's also very impacted um, the Waunan that live in Panama. And my trip to Panama really kind of changed my, um, I don't know if it would change my direction in life. I think I was always hoping to, to be involved in ministry, but now it looked like, okay, maybe overseas, overseas ministry would maybe be more where I would focus my attention. Um, I had a lot of conversations with Marianne over this time, and um, yeah, she just encouraged me to, to explore more about what missions would look like for me personally. And then in 2017, I joined um, a, a program called Trek, and um, Trek is this really cool nine-month program run by Multiply, which is two months of orientation and teaching, and then seven months of outreach. Um, and so my outreach took me first to Turkey, then to Austria, and then I spent six months in Berlin. Um, that was the first time I had ever been to Europe. Um, it was very different, obviously, than in Canada. Um, but God changed my heart in such a huge way the first time I lived in Berlin. Um, through my time there, God gave me his heart for the city and really showed me uh, how much he loves each person that lives there. Like, not just, oh, all the Christians or all the people that go to church, but um, Berlin is an incredibly diverse city. Um, it has, I think, over 190 different nations are represented in the city. Um, and so for, for me to have, for me to be reminded of the fact that God loves each person individually, every person that I see on the street, every person that I encounter, God has a heart for them. Um, I also developed a, a pretty huge hunger to, to see the city the way that the locals do. And so I spent hours and hours and hours walking through different neighborhoods, um, discovering new parks, new landmarks, um, statues, memorials. There's always something new to find. Um, Europe, I think, does it. Their, their history is a bit different than ours. And so there was always um, something new to explore. I was also part of a very warm and welcoming um, local church, German church. I'm still part of that church now. Um, so when I was there in 2017, I served with after-school kids programs. And um, I also worked two shifts a week at a small cafe in Berlin. And um, very soon after arriving in Berlin in 2017, I realized, like, okay, this is where I want to live. Um, this is what feels like home to me. This is where God is inviting me um, to join him in his ministry. And so then when I came back from Berlin in 2018, my singular goal, my singular goal was just how do I get back to Berlin? 
Um, so I had almost two years of time in between leaving Berlin in 2018 and then going back to Berlin in 2020. Uh, during that time, it was probably some of the hardest um, months of, of um, I would say, almost of my life. It was very challenging, um, but I, I knew that it was a time where God was growing me and training me, and all of the things that I was encountering in that time were things that would benefit me later on. And so um, it was very challenging, but also, yeah, very, very good in a way. Um, so I also started in 2018, I started working at Forest Grove in the Attridge building as the main office administrator. And then around the same time, I made the move um, from Attridge campus to attending here at Northside. Um, and that was a very um, intentional move to join a congregation that was really putting into practice so many of the mission strategies that I was hoping to implement while I was living in Berlin. So if we fast forward a little bit um, to February of 2020, I landed in Berlin um, to begin my discipleship training school with YWAM. So um, I'm with an organization called Youth with a Mission. Um, it might be familiar to some of you. And so their, um, their kind of on-ramping program is a discipleship training school, which is geared towards uh, well, any age, basically. But it's a six-month program. Um, which is, is basically three months of orientation and teaching and then three months of outreach. Um, and that also is um, their kind of requirement to come on staff with them. In order to come on staff with YWAM, you need to have completed a discipleship training school. And so after my school was completed, then I was on the staff team. Um, joining the staff with YWAM is actually quite simple. Um, so I felt, a huge, I felt hugely blessed to be able to just come to Berlin, do the school, and then join ministry right away. I didn't have to wait. Um, I was able to join ministry very quickly. Um, so, yeah, today's, so as Nathan was reading earlier, today's encouragement for the Walking the Valley series comes from the end of Romans 8. I know Nathan already read it, but I'm going to read it again. It says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I've always found Romans 8 to be uh, quite an encouraging chapter for me, and it's often somewhere that I've, I've looked back when I am going through difficulties in my life and say, okay, God, like, what do you want to tell me from this passage? And I really like earlier in the passage in verse 26, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groaning that cannot be expressed in words. I think this is something that I have often encountered, especially in the last two years. Um, being, being in a place where 
I was sent out as a missionary to a different country. Um, I finished my school and was coming on staff. But then with corona, all of a sudden, there was a bit of a barrier to the things that I had hoped I would be able to do. So I went into Berlin thinking, I left for Berlin thinking, these are all of the ministries I can be part of once I'm finished my school. And then corona happened and, and a lot of things changed. Um, so the past year, I have spent a, I have, have kind of wrestled with the idea of, okay, what does ministry look like in this like stranger time? And how can I continue to do ministry when there are some limitations that we've never really experienced before? So I think through all of that, I think the Lord really gave me, or maybe just reminded me, that it isn't necessarily what, what I do or what I've accomplished um, that makes um, what I do important. Uh, it's really just about being obedient to what God has asked me to do. And so I think a lot of my prayers have changed over this past year um, to just being, okay, God, what, what do you want me to do? Help me to be obedient to what you have. Instead of trying to make God fit into the vision that I had for my time in Berlin, I needed to fit myself into the vision of what the Lord has for me. Um, God has been really faithful as I've prayed for opportunities to reach out in Berlin. Um, I, have, uh, I have really, really good friends in the city that I met through my German language class. They are a married couple from Turkey. And um, we very, very quickly um, became, yeah, became very close friends, despite the fact that they don't speak English. Uh, so our common language is German, which is... <laughs> lovely, but it's very challenging. Um, and we have, we have really found a way to have communication with each other, but we also struggle in the sense of, as we are, all three of us are operating in a language that is, that we're not fluent in, there are limitations sometimes to how deep we can get into, into conversation and into relationship. And so for for now, as our language skills are still growing, um, we've kind of um, just fallen into a very comfortable routine of, of we're kind of as deep in our relationship as we, as we can be in, in the terms of what we can share with each other, but deeper in the sense of how, how we relate to each other without language. Um, so they're very important friends of mine. And um, they, they very much, to me, feel like my family in the city. And they, they don't have any family whatsoever in Germany. And um, so it's just become a huge, this relationship has become a huge blessing to me. So as my friends are from Turkey, they actually come from a secular background. And so they, they don't know anything about, like, church, I would say. Church in the sense of like this kind of church. And um, I've been very open with them since I met them that I'm a Christian, I go to church, um, that my relationship with Jesus is important to me as <laughs> I don't know if I can really explain that to them. Um, but they, they do know that I'm a Christian, they know that I go to church, and it's something that they have asked me quite a few questions about. Um, 
they've only ever seen church in the movies, um, so they don't really know what church is like. They've seen maybe a Catholic church before, or like a cathedral-type church with the stained glass. And, um, and so they've had questions. Last Christmas, I spent Christmas with them, and they asked questions about some of the Christmas traditions and things like that. So it's very interesting to be able to explain some of these traditions that I grew up with and some, like, the reasons why I celebrate Christmas with people who have absolutely no background in it. Um, so it's very, very, very different from um, people we would count, encounter in North America who have often maybe haven't personally celebrated Christmas but have had it kind of around them. Um, through conversation with my, with my Turkish friends, um, one of their, a few, this is actually only a couple months ago, they came up to me one day and I had, I had, it was a Sunday, I had been at church in the morning and then I saw them in the afternoon, so I had been telling them about church um, and who I talked to and what we did and things like that. And then they said to me, okay, we have a question for you. Okay, I don't know what this question is going to be about, but they have a question, but they're really nervous to ask. I said, okay, what's the question? They said, well, you know, can, can we come to church with you? Well, yeah, like, <laughs> that would be amazing. I was so excited that they were interested enough or, or curious enough that they, they would really step out of their comfort zone to come to church with me. And so I brought them to my very small um, German church. So our church is probably the same amount of people as we would have here. Um, and... It was, it was a bit of a different service than we would normally have, um, but we were happy to have, have my friends come. And this was the day that we had the sermon about Job. And um, it was, all of the vocabulary was way over our heads. And I was actually a little bit grateful um, because in the sermon, the, the teacher was talking about like the Leviathan and all these like, whew, these things. And I was kind of grateful that that wasn't the first experience that my Turkish friends had hearing, hearing teaching about the Bible. Um, and so after church, or during the sermon, I kind of, I just kept praying, like, okay, God, like, I think what would honestly be the best is that after the service, it would be awesome if just someone can come up to us and say, hi, welcome here, we're happy you're here, it matters, I just wanted my friends to feel welcomed and loved and cared for and and to me that is also sharing the gospel and um, so after this service a woman from our church came up to us and just introduced herself and I didn't know but she also knows a small amount of Turkish and so she was able to speak with my Turkish friends um, and was able to just have kind of small talk conversation but they felt very I could see this the smile on their face they were happy that someone noticed that they were there. And um, as my friend was kind of, um, she gave us a short summary of the story of Job to help them understand a little bit. And as she was sharing with them, I was reminded that like, it's not my responsibility to, um, it's not solely my responsibility to share the gospel with my friends for 
I am not the only way they will encounter Jesus. There are other, like, thousands of different avenues. And at that moment, I was so grateful that someone would come up and kind of join that journey just by explaining something. And she did a better job than I could have done anyways. So for me to try and take that, that opportunity away from her would have actually been, like, stealing away from my friends. Um, so it's been... That relationship has, is, is very important to me and is something that I will keep um, continuing on. Um, I'm very, yeah, I'm incredibly grateful for the relationship and even something as simple as language classes is, um, can open up opportunities like that. So um, I've been, yeah, just super blessed by that. I think another time of where have been a little bit challenged is, is what I do. So in Berlin, um, at the YWAM base or YWAM location where I work, I mainly work in hospitality and administration. So I don't know if the, the pictures, okay. So this is mainly, whoa, these are really big, okay. So <laughs> um, as you can kind of see, something that I do is bring order into chaos. So I work a lot with our guest services and um, hosting guests, and then I also work in administration, so then I answer a lot of emails, which is why my desk is right there. That's just in my room. Um, so this is something that I do and something that um, is very, very, very beneficial for our location and is very, very needed. Um, but sometimes I struggle with like, okay, but I want to be, you know, outside. I, I want to be where the people are. And, um, and instead, I'm here. But I also realize, like, this is also an area where God has gifted me in, in creating systems and doing administrative things. And where I, where I currently am doing ministry, there are not a lot of other people who have these giftings. And so this is something that I have been contributing to where, um, to where I work for the last year. And it has actually been a huge blessing in the sense of, of people. <laughs> I have... My community is incredibly encouraging and has been lately really encouraging me in the things that they see me doing um, and also in the things that they don't see that I'm doing. And so I've just felt really blessed by my community that I work with um, in, the, in the sense of they, they are also acknowledging um, what I have been doing and I've just been encouraged that, that God has given me skills that other people don't necessarily have. Um, that I can also use to, to benefit our community. So these verses have given me also, they, these verses encourage me, but um, also they also encourage, um, they give me hope for other people living in Berlin. So people who have yet to encounter God, I know that God also loves each and, one, each and every one of them. And there's nothing, like in this verse, it says there's nothing that can stop God um, from loving other people. So walking through the city, I'll show you these photos. Um, so these are just some pictures of, of the city. And so something that I do quite often, like Marianne was mentioning, is I go and walk through the city of Berlin. It's a massive city. It's about 4 million people. Um, I don't know, like area 
wise, but yeah, it's about four million people. And um, I've just really enjoyed exploring. It helps me really understand the culture a bit better. Also helps me understand the city a bit better. So each neighborhood is very, very, very different. And you can find just about everything in the city. This is also um, a few places. And so it's just been a really cool experience to just see kind of who you can meet on the street and, and who you can encounter and kind of the things that I've learned. So when I walk through the city, oftentimes we'll go on a, like prayer walks through the city. And something that I really look for each time in each neighborhood that I go to is, okay, what, what kind of people live here? Is it mostly young families? Is it maybe more professionals or maybe uh, people who are retired? Those kind of things. Or like, what are people kind of doing in the area? And are there maybe churches in the area that can like serve the community? Things like that. And it's very interesting to kind of see how different um, places affect other things. And if you know any history of Berlin, you would also know that the city uh, was divided for, for almost 30 years um, because of the Berlin Wall. And the city was split into east and west, um, which is actually, I don't think you can tell, but in this photo with the pink building and the wall that says save, it says save our something, that is a piece of the Berlin Wall that is still standing in the city. And so um, the wall came down in 1989, but there is still, um, culturally, there is still quite a big difference between people who grew up in East Germany and people who grew up in West Germany. And so it's not, it's not obvious by looking at people, um, but by having conversations with people, um, it's, it can be quite evident depending on what your conversation is about. So it's, it's been very interesting. And then also um, something that I've been involved with for the last few months has been something we call Berlin Prayer Initiative. And so this group of people down here in the corner, they, um, this is the team I've been working with, and we put together this initiative um, where we have asked other YWAM locations in Germany to say, hey, Berlin's the capital city. We know that God has a lot more planned for this city than we can see, and we would love it if you guys could join us in praying specifically for our city and so that we can really guess, unlock what God has for us. And so for the month of October, we spent every morning, so like that's the, the group there. This is the community where I live, all the people with their hands up. Um, that's the community that I live with and work with. Um, and we took every Tuesday morning in October to pray for Berlin. And then we had other YWAM locations across Germany also praying with us to see, okay, what, what does God have for Germany or for Berlin specifically? And then how does that impact us as the rest of Germany? It was a really exciting time for us to be able to pray so specifically for where we live. It's something that we do quite often, but to have other locations and other cities join us as well was just amazing to see what people had to say. And so these are some of the things that I've been involved with. Um, I can show you some other pictures. So the, I don't, I don't really know. Anyways, those pictures <laughs> are this is the church where I go. 
Um, and I help now also with Kids Church, which is crazy because that's also all in German. Um, but it's really, really, really fun. And then, yeah, you can see my friends up there, some other friends down here. Um, so I've been really blessed, despite Corona, to just have, yeah, be able to, to be in relationship with people who are very encouraging of what I do. And I'm really excited to see what God is doing. Um, and, and for my Turkish friends who don't know God, um, just to have, yeah, this kind of relationship with them has been so valuable. So just to kind of close off, I was just thinking of like, okay, what, what, okay, I'm up here sharing about Berlin, but what does that really have, like, what does that really mean for all of us that are in Saskatoon still? And I was just thinking of like the, the things that I do in Berlin, especially the exploring and the, the praying part, are things that we can do here in Saskatoon. And I think I was even challenged when I was putting this together even just challenged of like, okay, why didn't I do these things when I lived here? Like, I could have been doing this for much longer than, than just when I've been in Berlin. And so I was really challenged of like, okay, God, like, I, I, I like, kind of just like, I'm sorry that that's not, not something that I was already participating in. And, and I think, yeah, I think even, even I was challenged about it. And so I guess I would kind of say that that's, that's a challenge I would maybe offer to you guys is like that it doesn't have to, it, I mean, it can be something as simple as taking, you know, one, one part of your day to pray or maybe asking someone else that you know, hey, do you guys want to join? We're going to pray for Saskatoon or we're going to pray for this area of Saskatoon or this people group in Saskatoon. And, um, and, just see what the Lord has. We know that he has plans for Berlin, just like he has plans for Saskatoon. And I um, can see, I know it's been a long time since I've been here, but we know, even I can tell that the Lord is working, even just looking out at everyone here, as we have new people that weren't here when I was part of Northside two years ago. And so just so encouraged to see new faces and to see new people have joined just to see how the Lord has been really at work in, in this community, specifically at Northside, um, but then also in the city of Saskatoon. And so, um, yeah, so I just encourage you guys that, um, yeah, God is at work in our city of Saskatoon, just like he's at work in the city of Berlin. Um, I have felt very, very blessed by this community of Northside um, and, and also as um, part of Forest Grove. And yeah, I'm just super thankful. I know that a lot of my friends um, that are also missionaries in Berlin are very jealous of me um, because I have such a, I honestly have such like a wonderful sending church and not everybody has been that fortunate. And um, it's an amazing blessing to me. I'm very, very grateful. And um, yeah, thank you for Nathan for giving me this time to share. And I'm just going to pray and then close it off. Um, yeah, Father God, thank you so much uh, just for, yeah, for today. God, thank you for your love for each one of us, Lord, from the oldest in the room to the youngest in the room, Lord, you love all of us. And so thank you so much um, for, for the way that you love us, despite 
all the things um, that we've done or are yet to do, that there is always, um, your arms are always open for us. So we thank you so much for that, Lord. And, and yeah, we thank you for, yeah, just for today, Lord. Thank you for, thank you for the city, Lord, where we live. Thank you for the opportunities that you are yet to show us, maybe, of ways that we can join you in what you're doing, Lord. Yeah, thank you for this community of Northside. Lord, thank you that, um, yeah, you have really been at work here, Lord, and will continue to grow and to, um, yeah, to strengthen this community, Lord. And we just thank you yeah, so much for your love for us. We pray it's in your name. Amen.